Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. Uh, See, when they found Jesus, they said they were looking for him, but Jesus called them out and said, y'all really just came here for some more fish sandwiches. (laughs) He called them out on uh, their motives. You go to these places and people say God knows your heart and we use that as an excuse to get around some of the things we're doing. But here you have in the text Jesus calling them out. No, no, I know why you're really here. What is your motive? Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to gather and study your word, Lord God. Let every word that I speak, every thought that I think be acceptable in your sight. Hide me behind your cross, Lord God. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Amen. Uh, For the time that is ours to share together, I want to talk a little bit about certified fresh. Mm. Certified fresh. Uh, I watch a lot of TV and a lot of movies, probably more than I should, but it's a great way for me to relax and enjoy myself. And there's this rating system out there. Uh, if you have cable, when you look through certain movies, there'll be an image of a popcorn next to the movie these days and, or an image of a tomato. And uh, the better the movie the better the tomato looks, or the better the popcorn looks. Uh, The better reviewed the movie, the better rated the movie. Uh, And the tomato comes from a website called Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, They show the rating of a movie, uh, and the the, the critics review the movie based on a percentage. And uh, the higher the percentage, the better looking the tomato. Uh, bad movies will have a picture of a rotten tomato next to them, thus the name Rotten Tomatoes. But then they'll have some other uh, movies there that are reviewed, and they'll be certified fresh. Uh, certified fresh is a, a movie or a TV show that has a steady tomato meter of 75% or higher after a set amount of reviews. Uh, 80 for wide release movies and 40 for limited release movies and 20 uh, for TV shows, including five reviews from top critics. So if a bunch of people come out and say the movie's good, when it first comes out, then it's certified fresh. Uh, And this is an innovation of sorts, uh, using food to communicate to the people. Uh, We use food to communicate because that makes things uh, plain when we talk about them. Uh, When we see a child that maybe gets a little too much or what they don't need or they get whatever they want when they want it, we say that child is what? Spoiled rotten. Uh, Or something looks, someone looks so good we could just eat them up. Uh, When someone's mad, I've heard people say they look 
like they are choking on a chicken bone. Uh, when somebody leaves the church, uh, they say, I'm just not getting fed at this place anymore. Now, I would argue that it, it, really you're just so mad at the church, your mouth is shut, so you're not going to receive food. But that's a sermon for another Sunday. All right? uh, uh, we, we, we say uh, uh, these things in order to, to communicate using food. It's an innovation. And Jesus was an innovator as well when it came to eating. But he always had a, a, a human touch. Uh, th this is one of the, the story that was read before what I read in your hearing. Uh, right before this, Jesus feeds over 5,000 people with two fish and five loaves of bread right by the Sea of Galilee. He creates a meal for the people, and they get as much food as they want, and everybody is satisfied. Jesus fed the 5,000 uh, in the part before you're hearing, and then he gets on a boat and walks on water. All right. To get away from the people. Now there's a lesson in self-care about that. Okay. We ought to be able to take care of ourselves. If we can't take care of ourselves, we won't be any good to anybody else. Uh, but so he feeds the 5,000 and, and, and he walks on the water and then you pick it up and you're hearing uh, verse 6 and, and 24. And they ask Jesus... Uh, uh, the, this, this question, when did you get here, lets me know that the people did not see Jesus walk on water. Amen. There's a lesson to be said in that. When you take your eyes off Jesus, sometimes you can miss your miracle. Uh, when you take your eyes off Jesus, in the opening scenes of chapter 6, uh, verses 1 through 13, he performs a phenomenal sign, and he feeds the 5,000, and the people realize to some extent that this was important. Somebody taking two fish and five loaves of bread and, and able to make it feed over 5,000 people and have 12 baskets left over, let, yet they, even though they realize in some instance this is important, they miss the overarching point, and they take their eyes off of him, and they fail to understand. They saw the miracle that produced for them, but they missed the miracle that showed his power. They saw what was in it for them, but then took their eyes off of him and missed something that would have to show his power. And after filling the baskets with left, uh, leftovers, some of the disciples got terrified watching him, and, and they had to get an education again about the food. And so uh, Jesus speaks to them regarding God's salvation at first, and he deals with the confusion. Let the church say confusion. Confusion. Uh, they want to know how he got there and when he got to the other place. And, and they come after him for physical bread, and, and they want to know how to please God, and they assume that the bread came from Moses. Uh, they, they had confusion when Jesus disappeared. So I have to ask, are you searching for Jesus? Do you really look for him? All right. Would you really notice if he was gone or not? Well, uh, we say uh, what we say what the Lord says and the Lord wants, but that's a fact. And and once you noticed that Jesus was gone, would you go after him? Mm. How hard would you look 
uh, you know, I, I, I deal with these things in talking to children. When I say they're saying something, I ask, do you, did you look for it? And they say no without actually looking for it. Or maybe they do a quick scan of the room and, and see, see what is it. What are you actually looking for it? What are you caught up on so much that you cannot focus on Jesus? Are your motives certified fresh? Or are you in this for your own personal gain? Would you just look around or would you put some effort into searching? Uh, and when you got to Jesus, what would you ask him when you found him again? Uh, are you in this for yourself? Are you in this for a paycheck? Yes. Are you in this to get your name on a bulletin? Are you in this to elevate your platform? Are you in this for a photo op? All right. Uh, see, when they found Jesus, they said they were looking for him, but Jesus called them out and said, y'all really just came here for some more fish sandwiches. <laughs> he called them out on uh, their motives. Yes. You go to these places and people say God knows your heart and we use that as an excuse to get around some of the things we're doing but here you have in the text Jesus calling them out, no, no, I know why you're really here. Yes. What is your motive? Is your motive a seat at the table? even if that table don't have no legs? Is your motive to get a photo op? Is your motive to have somebody practically bootlick for over 45 minutes at a meeting where you can't ask no questions? Is the, is the microphone still working? We talk about a seat at the table, but where are your intentions truly at? I'm a little old school. I know I look young, but I was raised old school. And so when I went to my grandma's house for Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner, the tradition also came to my mama's house when we do Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner there. We had multiple tables. You had a table where the grown folks could sit at. Yes. There you go. And then you had a table where the little kids could sit at. All right. Uh, uh, when you're at the grown folks' table, those people are allowed to talk and ask questions and say some things. It's not a whole bunch of just platitudes and, and kissing up. But when you're at the kiddie table, you get told to do what? Stay out of grown folks' business. <laughs> When you are at the table, what is the reason for you being at the table? When your motives are certified fresh, you may invite some people there uh, and, and allow some dialogue and spark some change out of said dialogue. But when your, di when your, when your, uh, your, your, your motives are not certified fresh, two days after you invite all these people to the table, You'll be calling somebody dumb who is putting children in school while you are putting children in cages like pit bulls Amen. being bred for fighting. Say it well. Say it well. Oh, Pastor, one ain't got no, uh, one to do with the other. Oh, yes, it does. Let me tell you, the educational system is why people end up in prison as it is. Because these for-profit prisons are counting. And if you can't read at grade level by third grade, you will not catch up because you learn 
how to read from kindergarten to third grade. Then you learn by reading fourth grade all the way through college. So if you can't read by the third grade, they think you're not going to catch up. And then by the time you get to seventh grade, if you're flunking math and science and your dad's not in the house, they have already built a jail cell for you. And if some, by some way, shape, or form, you manage to work your way out of that system and not end up in the jail, that same for-profit jail system will then sue the state because they don't have the right occupancy rate for their jail cell system. So it's one thing for you to be out here talking about prison reform, but you sitting here insulting the very thing that keeps people out of prison. They relate it. But when your motives are not certified fresh, you get called out on it. Or you ought to get called out on it. We ought to be more prophetic sitting here walking around. I'm talking about myself in general. Nathan told David what you did was wrong. Isaiah spoke truth to power. Samuel spoke truth to power. All of the prophets spoke truth to power all throughout the Bible. What are your motives? Are they certified fresh? And so the people had taken their eyes off of Jesus. And when they saw him again, they basically came asking for more food. Missing the point of the power of the first miracle and taking their eyes off of him and completely missing the second miracle. And so there was confusion. But the response to the confusion was correction. Let the church say correction. Correction. Uh, He told them that they are to seek him not for physical bread, but for spiritual bread. And how do you seek that? Uh, You seek that by, you please God rather, by believing in Jesus. And they went back to Moses. They went back to tradition that they knew. And when Moses was in the wilderness with the people, they had manna. Manna meant in Hebrew what? Is that they were provided day by day enough food to make it to the next day. And these people were thanking or or, or attributing the work that was done, the the substance that they got day to day to Moses. And Jesus had to let them know, you sitting here focusing on the created thing instead of the creator. Uh, And so they got there. There's a play on the road that's kind of played out, uh, uh, that plays out in the Greek. Uh, But they got there asking about works and more food. And really they was asking for signs. I know you just fed 5,000 on two fish and five loaves of bread. I know you had 12 baskets left over, Jesus. I know you did all of this for these people. But what else you got? All right. What have you done for me lately? What have you done? And so these people are saying that they're talking about work and they want Jesus to do another work. I know you saved me. I know you provided this food for me, but what else have you got? What else are you doing for me? I know you woke me up and started me on my way, but what else have you got for me? I know you kept me in protection while I was asleep, but what else you got for me? I know you put food on the table and clothes on my back, but what else got for me? I know you kept me from danger seen and unseen, but what else you got for me? I know you went to the cross and took all my sins away, but what else you got for me? 
if you never do anything else, it's more than enough. And so they want him to perform a sign, and he's saying your motives are not, I'm Johnnyizing it, but your motives are not certified fresh. You need to focus on what's everlasting and not what's going to spoil. Yeah. Only what you do for Christ will last. So what do we do? How do we do this? Well, he says you got to believe in the one who sent, who was sent. Ah, uh, Jesus is the bread of life. How can you believe in the one if you don't believe in the one who sent? All right. I got some Bible for that uh, in, in your leisure time. When you, when you study at home in your leisure time, uh, you might want to go by Romans 10 and stop around about the 14th through the 15th verse. And it says, how shall they call on him who they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him who they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, oh, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring the good tidings of good things. Believe in the one that God sent if you want to believe in God. Uh, It talks about Nehemiah when they said that they gave them bread from heaven for their hunger and brought them water out of the rock for their thirst and told them to go and to possess the land which you had sworn to give them. And Psalm 78 and 24 and 25, it rained down manna for them to eat and gave them of the bread of heaven. Men ate angels' food, and he sent them food to the field. this, This Johannine style is taking them from a misunderstanding to an understanding. Uh, They go from thinking that this is just about some fish sandwiches and understanding that this is about your soul. Uh, This is our personal bread. Jesus gives us the strength to face the challenges of life, both small irritations and huge obstacles. So God is bigger than that person on your job that is getting on your last nerve. God is bigger than that person that cut you off on the way to work. God is bigger than some of your fake friends and your fickle family members. God is bigger than the times when you got more months than money. God is bigger than all of that. He's everlasting to everlasting. He's the one who was and is and is to come. Just seek him first. Ah, yes, everybody knows what it feels like to be hangry. Hangry is a combination of hungry and angry. Uh, Bad-tempered and irritable as a a, a, a result of being hungry. And a little snack can lift your spirits and give you the strength that you need to move ahead. Uh, Long-distance runners know that they cannot compete an entire marathon without the fuel in their stomachs. That's why if a marathon is going to be on Saturday, two or three days before said marathon, they have these spaghetti dinners. Why? Because that pasta sit in you and, and it'll digest and be able to give them the energy. And if they need a little pick-me-up, they have these little gel packets that you can eat on when, you, when you're running. These little pick-me-ups will let you know what's going to, it'll give you the energy to make it through the day. And so Jesus is that little pick-me-up. Yes. Jesus is that little pick-me-up that lets you know that no weapon formed yes. against you shall yes. prosper. Yes. Jesus is that little yes. pick-me-up so you can understand that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver you from. Jesus is that little uh, pick-me-up that'll let you know weeping may endure for a night, but joy shall come in the morning. Uh, 
And as the bread of life, Jesus will give us all the help we need. He is the word of God in human form. John 1 in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. John 1 and 14 says that the word became flesh and dwelled among us. And because he did all that, we can have the strength that we need to carry forward. Because he lived a life that we couldn't live, we can carry forward. Because he died a death that we could not die, we can carry forward. Because he became the perfect sacrifice, we can carry forward. Because he is a ransom for our lives, we can carry forward. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. It was that blood that gives us the power to move on from day to day. It reaches to the highest mountain. It flows to the lowest valley. Oh, the blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never, ever lose its power. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open, and we invite you to come. Thank you for listening to this message. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you found this message. If this message blessed you, be a blessing to someone else and share it. Connect with Pastor Johnny on Instagram and Twitter, and be sure to like Faith UMC Dickinson on Facebook.